0: Shakey Frame podcast. We talk about movies sometimes. First things first, we're going to give a shout out to Mahaley's Grave for letting us use that intro music. I'm Daniel Sims. I'm Devin Boland. And today we're, we're talking about the movie Hotel Artemis, which I hadn't heard of until you texted me the other day and were like, let's go watch this movie.
1: I think I saw a trailer like a month, like probably two or three months ago. It's probably when the trailer released. I mean, I saw it on Facebook, completely fucking forgot about it. Yeah. I mean I was looking up Show Times today for Heredity and uh I, I saw it and I kinda I looked up the the uh cast. Well, okay, it's probably gonna be pretty good. The Drew Pierce, I think, is the director and he's a first time director. I I got it pulled up. I just gotta open my phone. No, but uh yeah, Drew Pierce was the director. I didn't know who he was, but the cast looked awesome. So and I I'm I'm willing to say before Guardians of the Galaxy, if Dave Bautista was in a movie, like an automatic 20% chance I'm not going to go see it. Agreed. But after Guardians of the Galaxy, like, I'm I'm willing to give him a shot now, and I, I was not disappointed.
0: I, I was happy. Yeah. Like, he...
1: One of the highlights of the movie. Yeah. I think it's safe to say. <clears throat> but, I think he's
0: really found, like, his sweet spot in... Being a character that doesn't speak very much.
1: Well, he's but. like the like, he's like the negative version of like the action movie star, like a Will Smith or a Tom Cruise. Dave Bautista's the opposite, but very similar. You know what I mean? He's like he's a parallel, but he's on a different timeline because yeah. he plays basically the same character every time, which is true of those guys. Not not really. Not Will. <laughs> you, Smith. you know the type I'm talking though. Yeah. But they just cast him in all of these big budget, just action movies because yeah. they're a recognizable face but uh dave bautista i really feel like he's kind of grown into this role of where he's playing basically the same character which is the semi quiet big bruiser type guy that just has these snippets of dialogue that blow you away yeah and i'm fine with seeing him play that role in many more movies Me too. it's it's perfect for him really mm-hmm. he played uh i'm trying to He's Everest, to, in, Everest in the movie, which, something I don't think, did, did the woman find him when he was a kid? I don't think so. Well, it's kind of what the dialogue was. There was like one snippet of dialogue, I don't even remember it verbatim now, but I think he may have like been in trouble as a child, and she took him in. Not, not maybe a child, but like late teens or something like that. He's one of those like... Druggy street urchins. Right. And she just kinda terror. took him under his wing, under her wing, which you know, I I, I I they didn't confirm it for me, but there was a line that referenced that, and I feel like that's an this this movie for me on a large scale was a movie of missed opportunities. I think they missed opportunities they should have took and took opportunities they shouldn't have took. Yeah. That that's where I'm coming away with it. And it's set in uh LA in twenty twenty eight. It was set up what as you? the private privatization of water, which if that ever fucking happens, I'm riding just like the people in the movie did. Yeah. What what did you think about it? I'll I'll show
0: Like <clears throat> it was kinda set up as a
1: dystopian futuristic movie. Which had me on because I, I mean I think I've made it clear, I don't like sci fi. Yeah. And I was worried because it's an unknown director, pretty much. Yeah. And the cast, I mean, the I, I can't. What room was he in? Uh, which one? The black guy. Uh, uh, Waikiki. Waikiki. He. I've only seen him in one thing, which is in Supernatural, and he plays a recurring character. Yeah. And he was good. The cast led me to believe, not really the. Some aspects of the cast, particularly Dave Bautista and, uh, let me look up his name real quick, Sterling K. Brown. which Waikiki in the movie. I felt like they were going to lean on the futuristic side yeah. way too much. I thought it was just going to be a spectacle, you know, which they didn't, which I was very surprised and very happy with.
0: <clears throat> well, what I liked about it was all, like, all the technology that they had mm-hmm. is not far-fetched at all. Mm-hmm. Like, all that shit is attainable. Within the next five to ten years.
1: Well, I remember. Do you remember this when we were in? The, I think probably sixth grade. Did you ever have the computer class, Miss Porter? Yeah. They, she showed us the videos. I don't know the guy's name. He's an Asian guy. He's like a older Asian man. He had a TV show. I don't remember what it's called. But they would they would do like hypotheticals of technologies that are coming about. I think the year was twenty twenty one. I'm almost positive, or it may have been like. 2100 or something like that but one of the subjects there they did a whole episode on 3d printing organs
0: like we're close to it now right like i'm not up to, to date
1: it. on the actual sciences of it yeah. but i don't know i feel like that i mean not like,
0: like it's, it's not far-fetched to say that <clears throat> in 10-15 years you'll mm-hmm. just buy a 3d printer and then instead of purchasing products mm-hmm
1: you just purchase the schematics for said product. and That's a cool print. idea. I've never thought about it that way, really. I, I mean, I read a projection the other day, and it was by 2025, 20% of all consumer goods are going to be produced with 3D printing. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know. Mostly if it's a sci-fi movie, nine times out of ten, I'm going to skip it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just don't dig the genre. And I, and I may be uneducated and just not seeing the right things. Like there's been few movies where I knew going into it it was sci-fi that I'm like okay I can deal with it, like and it's been three times that I can think of and one of them was just so disappointing, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, yeah. But then what was the movie with Chris Pratt and uh, Jennifer? Lawrence? Passengers. Passengers. I knew that was a sci-fi movie going in, but I thought okay it's Chris Pratt, give it a try. Thoroughly surprised yeah. And again I find myself thir- Thoroughly surprised With this movie Which this is more Near future Yeah than... I wouldn't
0: I wouldn't really say This is sci-fi
1: well, it's, sci- it's sci-fi it's, n- it's near future sci-fi Which yeah. is like An established genre In like uh, Like the fan- Like literature Yeah I'm not gonna say Fantasy literature Cause if any Sci-fi fans listening They'll castrate me I just I took us off the rails Without going off the rails Yeah Hmm
0: well, all right. Um, so let's get the elephant out of the room
1: You like Jeff Goldblum in this movie yeah. I don't want to fucking admit it I don't want to fucking admit it To myself And I even more don't want to admit it While we're recording So other people can hear it And then go back for podcasts And listen to it And be like this You know this guy's just a sideswapper. He's an old flip flop He's a flippity flopper You know what I mean Yeah But I'm not saying he was great, like performance of a lifetime. Like I'm sold on Jeff Goldblum. A Jeff Goldblum movie comes out, I'm going to fucking see it. But he was great because I'm not. He was exactly Jeff Goldblum movies
0: ever going to come out. He's always he was exactly what I expected,
1: character. which was Jeff Goldblum because he plays the same character in every movie. I don't care. He doesn't. It's amazing. But this is the movie where I feel like it fit. Yeah, you know what I mean, and he. If I had to give it on a scale of like one to ten, like like one being the lowest, ten being the highest, how much I enjoyed him in this movie, give it him a six. It's gotta be higher than that, at least an eight. I'm, okay, I'll give him a seven because of the sandals, and that when I saw <laughs> him, fucking the only thing sandals. I can think of is like I guarantee you that was an arguing point. He's like, I'm not doing this movie <laughs> if I can't wear my fucking sandals. I want
0: the fucking sandals, right? But like those were definitely hand and I'm scoring and him that high
1: because of one line in particular. Like the female character, what <coughs> room was she? N- nice, N- Nietzsche. Nietzsche, nice. Nietzsche. N- uh, she was played by uh, uh, Sophia Butella. I thought she was Cardi B for like half the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that Cardi B acted. So <laughs> does she? Apparently not. She's not oh. the chick I thought she was. Okay, but it scared uh, me for a minute. It's like skirt, but. Uh, yeah, when he she comes in to spoilers, she comes into uh, big spoilers, comes in to kill the Wolf of L.A. and uh, Goldman himself. He just takes it, dude, and I love the line. He's like, "Send me down the river." Yeah, like I that he's how it ends. That Send was the, the river, one line baby. I've ever heard him say. Like only Jeff Goldblum could have said that like that. Yeah, yeah. So
0: I feel like a lot of his lines are like that. Like when he first comes up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, You can't break the rules. And he's like, Well, well, without the rule breakers, uh, what would you be? Or where would you be? <laughs> right. That, that little pause
1: makes it. Steve Buscemi. Makes it. fuck Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi could replace Jeff Goldblum in every role no, he's ever he could played. No,
0: not. <clears throat> I love Steve Buscemi,
1: though. Dude's a fucking American. Wrong. When 9 happened, he went back to... Because he was a firefighter in New York, I think in the 80s. Was he really? When nine eleven happened, That's he dope. went back to his old department. Is that what they're called? Or station? Yeah. Stationed Whatever. Firehouse. He yeah. went back to it and worked like 12-hour shifts. That's fucking for, awesome. I think he worked for like two weeks after 9 That's great. He's an American. Like, I don't respect like looking at him, but him. I respect the shit out of him. He
0: just has that... And
1: he's a better actor than Jeff Goldblum. I,
0: I'll admit it. Straight up acting chops? Yeah.
1: Have you seen what, what what series is he in? <clears throat> oh, Boardwalk Kingdom? Yes.
0: He's phenomenal.
1: Which in is that. weird because I have this odd obsession with like the 1920s. Yeah. Never watched that. It's good. I haven't watched it full, but I've Boardwalk watched Boardwalk Empire, of it. not Boardwalk Kingdom. Yeah.
0: Not Boardwalk Kingdom. Um But he's
1: good. And he's he's in the Sopranos.
0: hmm
1: Pretty good. I need to watch the Sopranos. Because me, me, and you both have this inclination towards like organized crime. I want to be a
0: fucking mobster. Right. That's all I want to do. Let's just start a life. mob, bro. Let's
1: fucking do it. We're gonna
0: fucking sell marshmallows. <laughs> we gotta change our names though. We gotta have more Italian names.
1: Danny Double chin Now, uh, you came up with that. I don't know why I feel bad about saying it. What, Danny, Double Danny Chin? Danny Doublechin. Yeah. I feel like my last name, if I was Italian, would be like Valentino or something like that. Because oh, I'm a lover. Yeah. Not a fighter. I want to be Scatamucci. Scat- <laughs> Daniel Scattamucci. Yeah. Danny Scattamucci. Danny Scattamucci. And then Devin Valentino.
0: No, you probably got to change your first name too. Not a very Italian name.
1: Devine Galantino. Yep, fell flat. <laughs> Moving on. Speaking of gangsters, you know, Sopranos, the Boardwalk Empire, Goodfellas. Charlie Day is the new Joe Pesci. I feel like I just need to come out and fucking say it. He is, and I think he'll do it better. <laughs> I Feel he'll like he won't better. destroy his career with a movie called My Cousin Vinny. Hey, it's a good movie; it's not bad, but it was a terrible choice for his career at that point.
0: Yeah, he could have he
1: he should have gone down the De Niro
0: path, yes, and just stayed gangster, yes, and not <laughs> went funny man. So, what I want to do, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this: mm-hmm. I want to do a month of ten different gangster movies. Okay. I want to do the Godfather series. We've Mm -hmm. already done Goodfellas. I want to do Casino.
1: We could probably do Goodfellas again. We did it pretty early on.
0: Yeah, we did. There are a couple older ones Uh that I want to do. There's one with uh, fucking Johnny Depp.
1: Blow? I don't know. I don't want to do Blow. It's not a good movie.
0: I don't think it's Blow. I think it's older. Oh? Yeah. I was watching fucking Watch Mojo.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'd be down. I mean... It'd just be fun for us. I'm like, yeah. I'm really interested in the Godfather trilogy. Speaking of, speaking of this, can I say I'm not going to fucking watch
0: the new Ocean's 8? Absolutely not. It's it's a ridiculous thing. Like, literally, there are comedians who came out and were making jokes about this years ago. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't have it with women mm-hmm. because, you know, you know, just stupid fucking semi-sexist jokes. You know, they'd be catty mm-hmm. getting fights. And then they just go and fucking
1: do it. And they're going to ruin it just like they ruined go- Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Well, I, especially nowadays, people like to make this a touchy subject. <clears throat> they do because of the, the, the women's equality and stuff like that, which I'm yeah. all for. I in no way think or practice that women are inferior to men at all. And I feel like people that think that happens are kind of insane. Yeah. Because, like, let's think about There's, this. Like, the James Bond character works because it's James Bond. I've never seen a James yeah. Bond movie, but the James Bond character works so well that I know what it is and yeah. know his character, and I've never watched a fucking movie. Okay. And then they try to recreate it with, like,
0: Atomic Bond. Did not fucking work. It's fucking flop. It I love Charlize I their Own, I do, too.
1: But it's just... It, it didn't work. work. Okay, and I feel like The Ghostbusters, I don't know the backstory of the filming process, but all they are doing right now, all Hollywood is doing right now with these movies, with with the new Oceans, with Ghostbusters, with Atomic Blonde, which Atomic Blonde, I feel like could be a viable movie if they did not push that message so far. Exactly. But that's what they're doing. They're shoving a message down your throat. And they're, they're, the sole purpose for making these movies, because there's been, like, this brainwashed public outcry that women mm-hmm. are still, like, treated as they're inferior to men. Like, there's inequality between the sexes in America. It's fucking and, ridiculous. Well, they're pushed like that. That's, a, that's what this big outcry has been of for yeah. people that don't actually like to look up facts or statistics. A fucking wage gap makes me want to slit and, my own wrist. And, like... like That's what they're doing. Hollywood is cashing in on this whole movement of people that are uneducated, uninformed, and don't want to be. But I don't
0: think they're cashing in because I don't think anybody actually wants this.
1: It's like it's. They're attempting to cash. Yeah. It's a loud minority. It's It's a a loud
0: minority that is pushing these agendas. Mm -hmm. And then they do shit like this and nobody goes and watches it Mm -hmm. because nobody actually wants it.
1: Right. They're just. No, it's a fucking cash grab. Yeah. Tell me the purpose of making a <clears throat> new oceans movie with an all female cast when the past nineteen have had an all male cast. There's not. There's. Tell me why. There's not. There's not a point. There's not a point to it. Other than because even cause to even they, they pushed the oceans like franchise into the ground. They did. They, they made they too ran many ran of the, the movies. So let's think about this. And what? I like the movies, but they did the run only into the people. Ground. The only people they have left, and their in and the people that are fans of their movies are the diehard. This is what I like. I like Oceans. And they're going to lose those people. Yeah. They are. Well, they're going <clears> to <throat> alienate the core fan base that is all they have left. The Oceans movies worked because of the cast. Right. You had
0: fucking charismatic Clooney. You had Matt Damon. And guys like, you had
1: fucking Don Cheadle. hmm
0: You had guys like that. Don that Cheadle w- is an
1: underrated motherfucker. He really actor.
0: is. But you had guys like that that worked together well. Mm-hmm. And then, I, like, I don't, Sandra Bullock's not gonna step into the fucking Clooney role. No. That's just, that's not like gonna Like, when work. I
1: think, like, female George Clooney, Sandra Bullock is not my short list. No.
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's not gonna work.
1: Fucking Rihanna, what the fuck is she gonna, dude, okay. Is the, she supposed
0: to be Don Cheadle? The only, that's racist. The
1: only movie i ever, <laughs> 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 only movie I've ever seen Rihanna in is Valerian and City of a Thousand Planets. It was the worst thing I've ever fucking seen. And I'm not saying she's a bad actor. I'm saying her being in the movie was solely there because they need a convenient plot device. And they got the biggest star they could to come play that character just to pull more people to the movie theater. Yep. You know what's sad about all this? You know, we're expressing our feelings, have explicitly stated that we in no way support sexism. Yeah. Yeah we're probably going to get get accused of sexism.
0: If anybody listens to this,
1: yeah. Probably by my girlfriend. <laughs> but like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, no, but I, Love I, you, I, Mary. No, I do too, but like, honestly, in no way, shape, or form is this coming for me being mad that more women are in movies now. No. You know what I mean? It, like, Do something I, new. I'm mad Come because they're ruining new. things yeah. by attempting to be socially relevant. Come up with a new idea, a fresh mm-hmm. idea that has an all-woman cast. Mm-hmm. and I'll fucking watch it. Well, there's this huge disconnect in Hollywood, and you, like you're seeing it happen. Comedians who, honestly, people, I feel like comedians are not looked at as a valuable source of what's actually going on in entertainment, mm-hmm. but I feel like comedians, what they're doing present day is what Hollywood is going to try to be doing 10 years from now. Yeah. They're always ahead of their game. They influence people, and all of the comedians I respect openly admit Hollywood has an extreme disconnect with what people actually want to see. They do. That's why people are fleeing Hollywood. That's why Atlanta is becoming a hot spot for the film industry. Which I love it. I do, too. We live an hour from it. Yeah. You know, you might see me in a a, a remake of Tommy Boy one day. You know, I'm David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> I look just like David Dude, Spade. I, I can play Tommy Boy, I feel like. Mm-hmm. No, but... It's just a touchy subject. And like, it's kind of why I want to love this movie. I mean, we all said it when we left the movie theater. I I still don't know how I feel about it completely. Yeah, I think it's the first movie we've done where I come in and I cannot tell you my rating before the podcast. Yeah. But it's kind of why I want to love this movie. Because I really feel like this movie attempts to be in the spirit of a Tarantino or a Cohen Brothers.
0: And it kind of is. Yeah, it's, it's I real feel, weird and whimsical. I
1: feel like it attempts to follow in those footsteps and avoid most of the trappings that I think Hollywood falls into. Yeah. They did at the end. I'll, I'll give it to you. They, they did at the end. But the setup for this movie, the cast, the dialogue, the delivery, the scenery, really painted an original picture. Yeah like I felt intrigued um I felt uh what's the word stimulated Tiddily. visually like visually I was stimulated mentally I was stimulated and like the dialogue I thought was ripping, written pretty snappily. it was but it it fell apart for me at the end
0: why what about it missed
1: opportunities this this movie for me is a movie of 15 minute mysteries. Yeah. The pen, at first they don't show you what's in it. Like okay, they're going to drag this out like the briefcase. You know like the briefcase. Yeah. They're going to drag it out until the end show you what's in the pen. It's going to be awesome. It's like the uh it's the guy that directed, I can't remember his name right now. JJ Abrams. It's his mystery box theory. It's, it's his approach to telling stories is the mystery box, which is whatever in the mystery box, you keep fucking locked up until the last possible moment to release it. Yeah. So I thought there were like four or five times I thought the mystery box was going to apply to different things. And it did apply to the one I thought that was the most important, which was her son's death. Yeah. However, that was a solid twist. I did not like it. Why? I thought it was too convenient. What do you mean? Uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, the wolf. Yeah, it was too convenient for him to be the one to kill her son. And I'm not gonna lie to you. When he said it, yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah." But then I started thinking about it, and that was unnecessary <coughs> for me. I did not. They need. set
0: it up. They set it up well throughout the movie, though.
1: They set it up well for him. For him being the one to do it. Yeah, is,
0: they have the pen, which is his pen, right? And like you know what he does to people—he drowns him in the ocean. But and slowly they reveal more and more,
1: right? But I still think, for me, it would have been a better story, and I would have cared more if it just would have been the story of like trauma. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they didn't push it too hard to where it ruined the movie, but it just—it was—it was, it was kind of cheesy for me, like. That, I think that's a big mistake is that a lot of people try to make their stories too tight. Yeah. and like, I'm fine with a loose end every now and then. I'm fine with things not being connected down to the minute detail. I don't care. What I care about is character. And sh- sh- I'm, she was the best character in the whole oh, movie. she was amazing. Fantastic acting, fantastically written. And uh, that kind of took some of the heat out of what I thought her character arc was. Yeah. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. Agree to disagree. Kind of feel like they brought the cop in too early, too.
0: When else would you bring her in? After he already got there?
1: Late game. Yeah. Like, make everything kind of collide at one moment. They did. Because they pull her in. Right. Start working on her, and then he shows up. But I feel like... It, <laughs> her fear of going outside air was taken out of that by her going outside the ending of this movie lost me it
0: wasn't though because then her fear was realized because okay
1: out- because of the, 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 the raid from the armored cops yeah. I, I, okay I see your point I wasn't like dead set on that opinion it was just a thought I had the ending for this movie kind of ruined it for me
0: I don't know. I liked it. Somewhat happy. As happy as you can be for well, it, it being in the middle of the riot. You
1: know, we're not sure what happens to Everest. And when yeah, we are. He fucking I know. I know. D- Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold no. on. Ooh. We're not sure what happens to Everest, which is the only thing I was worried about at that point. Yeah. Because, God damn it, is Batista charismatic. So, then they go out and have the, the resolution with the sun – the cub if you will the cub of the wolf of LA yeah and then they leave and i feel like the black guy uh i wanted to say Waikiki Wak- i wanted to say Wakanda what <laughs> but the, the Waikiki and the nurse what was her name i got to look it up i have it pulled up i don't think they
0: actually had her name they do it was like miss williams or
1: something they got it
0: Here, I got it right here.
1: It is... Gene, maybe? Yeah, Gene Thomas. Gene Thomas. Waikiki and Mrs. Thomas were too chummy at the end for me. Which, the whole movie, she was very friendly to all the patients. But I feel like with him just losing his brother and stuff like that. Yeah. I like it was too, let's end on a happy they
0: had They had an established friendship mm-hmm. from the beginning. She had obviously seen him before,
1: because she asked, fucking right. She's like, I thought You're you right. were. Out. I thought you were getting out. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. So Ap- apologies.
0: They were they were some sort of friend.
1: Hmm. Still, kind of feels too. Yeah, yeah it maybe like,
0: it was. It maybe it was a little too happy
1: for the setting. That I was guess. one of the problems with my. That was one of my problems with the movie was inconsistent tone. Yeah. Yeah. It. it Because we walked in five minutes late because I don't know how to manage my time. So, we missed the opening scene pretty much. I think
0: all that happened was they were robbing Waikiki and Honolulu Mm -hmm. and the other guy. Mm -hmm. We're robbing a bank or something. Mm -hmm. You see him take the pin from um, one of the security guys. Yeah. And then they get shot and they call Hotel Artemis and
1: that's when we came in. Right. Um the inconsistent tone, which is I feel like they really set this movie up to just be, not to just be, but to be a slow burner. Like a really slow burn with all of these different characters who are all dangerous people yeah, interacting and growing this tension, which they did impeccably well until, I would say, the two-thirds mark of the movie, which then, for me, like after the death of the wolf, the movie just descended into... A vi- just like not random violence but just like an action film yeah. set in a darker setting for me and I feel like I don't know how they could have done it i probably come up with a half ass reason if I thought about it but I just wish they would have kept the track of the slow burn and well like it was a shorter movie it too. was. It was a shorter movie, which I appreciated. I think any longer and it would have outlived its welcome yeah, for me.
0: It couldn't it couldn't have gone much longer. I think we could it, like it could have done without the cops. Um plot line completely.
1: Yeah. Like the it, only thing that, the only reason I want to leave that in is because of the backstory for yeah, Gene's character. Which, really she kept thing. me riding through the movie. Like, the two things that
0: kept... Cause they could have easily done that with, like, it being her son's birthday that day. Right. Just set that up. Right. From the beginning. And or so maybe she's one of the criminals starts back. asking questions.
1: Yeah. Like, Charlie yeah, like, Day's character starts asking questions.
0: Yeah, like how'd you get... To start doing this, or whatever. Uh-huh. What's with the whiskey? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they could have done it a lot easier with... I don't know. And then made it less complicated right because like you're saying they were setting up the interactions between these characters so well and they just threw another one in there Mm -hmm. that really had nothing to do with anything other than being her son's
1: childhood friend right one thing I think they did do well speaking on like the slow burn like extended setup type thing is uh, Nisei Niche Nice. Cardi B, um, me. Cardi- which I have problems with her character because I feel like there's specifically in the end of the movie. She's extremely not honest to what I thought her character was. I feel like her character motivations come into question and uh now, <laughs> okay, so she's a contract killer. Yeah, it's established. It's established. She doesn't really care about money that much. Because twice people try to buy her out. She refuses. Charlie Day tries to buy her out. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum tries to buy her out. That's twice.
0: Well, Charlie Day did not really try to buy her out as much as he just like.
1: specifically says, I'll pay you a shit ton of money.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't know she's. Correct. Okay, so
1: Jeff Goldblum tries to buy her out. out. Charlie Day offers her a lot of money. Yeah. Not directly buying her out of her contract, but a lot of money. So she doesn't care about money that much. She's. Had romantic relations with uh, Wakanda. Yeah. Waikiki. <laughs> is that his name? Yeah, Waikiki. They, I love that, by the way. They never give their names. Yeah. It's just the room names. Exactly. Absolutely
0: love it. Like, on the cast list thing, Jeff Goldblum's character is just Niagara. Niagara? Yeah, because that's the room he was in. Yeah. He's also the Wolf King. Wolf but. King. But
1: um, she doesn't care about money that much. She has romantic history with this guy, which moments after they were about to kill each other, they hug, like, rejoicefully, when the most brutal scene in the entire movie, Waikiki fucking just destroys Acapulco in the 3D printer. Yeah. Just shoves his head in it. The- was fucking brutal. It, I thought it was a fan. The, the, the camera angle and the way it stuck on it, and yeah. not did the whole, like, uh, what is it? Like, jerky camera yeah, thing. Yeah, shaky camera. Like, they stayed on that shit. And I it added so much weight to it. And then pulled out. Well, they pulled like all of the background twitching. music out at that moment. Yeah. So you just hear his scream and then. Yeah. It was great. It was perfect. But I, I feel like she's completed her contract. Okay, they're running. It's proven to us. That she does not love this man enough to stop her business. Because she went international. He wouldn't. That's what I'm assuming happened. Yeah, I think that's what. Uh, She went international. He didn't. She was going to kill him. She was. That's what you're led to believe. I do not understand why after...
0: when was she going to kill him?
1: uh, He comes in because she blew the power thing up with the timer.
0: No, she just throws the fucking piece of cup down
1: she doesn't immediately throw it she like bears it in her hand and motions towards him so i'm assuming there was intent to kill if need be so what i learned through all of that is her business is the most important thing so why after everything we have learned about her character why with no no arc put in to her choosing to love this man over her business and defend him why would she stay behind and kill a bunch of people she is not contracted to kill.
0: Because he saved her. So? There's obviously some sort of feeling there. And the, I feel like the only and, reason... If there was,
1: it was not explained for me. The
0: only reason he didn't go...
1: This is just speculation. Mm-hmm. The only reason
0: he didn't go international with her was... His brother. His brother. His brother's gone. Mm-hmm. So she's, That dumb
1: motherfucker. Yeah,
0: she sees some sort of future there, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, now. Um. she's going to die.
1: Mm-hmm. Acapulco,
0: Why? Acap- Acapulco, Acapulco. Acapulco. Acapulco is going to kill her.
1: Right. He has a gun to her. Right.
0: And Waikiki. Waikiki Wakanda. saves her. Wakanda saves her.
1: The Black Panther.
0: God, these names.
1: He would have been a good Wesley. He would have been a good Blade. Yeah. It's like if they reboot Let's Blade. Let's remake Blade, yeah they're remaking everything fucking else. I know. Uh, no, i would be a fucking female play. <laughs> there may be... <laughs> Roseanne Barr plays it. <laughs> no, uh, there there may be reasons that I missed or that they just didn't shine a light on that much, but I felt it was incredibly and kiss inconsistent. Some
0: Hang on. They kiss at some point. When did they kiss? In the bar. In the bar. Very early on. In the bar, so... Uh,
1: well, I'm not denying that there's a love story there. That was one of my first arguments, but... My argument is that they do love each other. Yeah. She loves him. But her business is more important. So Maybe
0: it's a professional courtesy. It's like a repaying sort of thing.
1: I don't think they work that way.
0: Fuck fine. Though, I dude. think it's incredibly I
1: inconsistent. That. I do. You think yeah and it was not needed that was overall one of the worst scenes of the movie yeah, agreed do not cross my line yeah, I don't give a fuck work. just run away with them yeah I don't care about you enough for you to have this big battle scene yeah just like well, I mean let Everest take I it was, was, hoping, was a cool action yeah, scene I was hoping to be pretty cool but I would have rather watched Everest fight everyone yeah you know what I mean I w- I just the wish the fucking slow code speech was amazing. I wish they would have showed him just killing everyone cuz yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. My man turns the generator on. And you think he's gonna die. Hand. I thought he died. Yeah, I thought I thought they were going to leave it up to a question or she goes back in the hotel and finds him dead yeah. and that's when not reveal but add to the finding him as a young teen, a troubled yeah. teen. I'm choosing to believe that cuz it makes it better for me cuz I very much got like a mother stepson vibe from them. Yeah. But like a loving stepson. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> question. It's a random question. I wrote a list of shit down. Uh, so the 3D printer in the hospital rooms at the beginning. I, don't, I did not see all three of the tubes that were hooked up to the 3D printer. One of them said blood. I think one of them said plasma. And I think the other one was the microbes or whatever. Yeah. What The fuck was that gun made out of? It's a good question. Microbes? Fuck, fine. That would be dope, though. Yeah. Like a gun made out of microbes and like bone marrow? <laughs> down? I, I don't know. That's just one of the random things I saw that Yeah. I wouldn't pay I attention yeah. to if I wasn't such an asshole. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. It's a good question, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I was writing notes down as the movie went. And the last thing I wrote was like, because I thought Everest died, I was like, feel iffy about Everest's death. Yeah. Then they brought it back. They brought it back. Why the fuck do all gangsters, every fucking gangster in modern times or future, drive a fucking Escalade? What What about that car? It's just makes it gangster. I because you can murder it out easily. You're telling me you don't want to see Jeff Goldblum rolling up in a 2017 Rolls Royce? I never said that. <laughs> shit, my pants. I would, too. I but would probably just go ahead and say I like Jeff Goldblum if he would have yeah. done that. I don't know. All of it's them, though. It's convenient, yeah. Anytime there's organized crime in any movie, it's an Escalade. Escalade. or
0: suburban, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I can't answer that. I guess because you can pile up a lot of people. Yeah, in. all the capos in there. But I feel like there's cooler cars to do that in. Not really. What do you mean? There are cooler SUVs. Like what? Well, like a like a Range
1: Rover maybe. <sighs> so you got That's BMW makes SUVs. Yubby pussy shit. BMW makes SUVs. Now I feel like Rolls makes the SUV. The
0: only one would be the Mercedes G wagon. Because it's named a G-Wagon. Uh-huh. That's the only one I can think of that's
1: yeah. cooler than the fucking Escalade. So, speaking of uh, the Wolf King of L.A., which honestly, the L- the picture of L.A. they painted, I'm not saying that's 10 years in the future. I'm saying not I'm saying a year, bro. Not far-fetched <laughs> like, at all. Six months and Joe Rogan's coming to Atlanta. <laughs> but, uh, well, like, he'd go to Austin. Well, he's mentioned it on his podcast before. That, like, if he moved, he would want to go, like, to Atlanta or Austin or back to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And Joey Diaz says he's moving to, like, Charleston, South Carolina. So, God. him being that close?
0: We go see him, like, every weekend.
1: Well, Theo that... – I want to. It's one guy I'd, I'd just be heartbroken if I didn't see before he passed, or I passed before I saw him. Yeah. And Theo Vaughn's another one, but – uh He's on tour right now. The Dark Arts tour, twenty eighteen.
0: <laughs> Fucking dark arts. I think
1: he's coming to Atlanta. Check that out. Yeah. But what if he's to. in Atlanta on our birthdays? I don't care if he's sober. Holy shit. I'm taking him cocaine. Who, Joey? No. Theo? Yeah. Theo's only been sober for two years. I can't he's do sober?
0: It. Why is he sober?
1: He's not heard the me and Daryl strawberry story? Yeah. So this is not happening? That's when he got sober. Why? <laughs> I don't know, I <laughs> thought it was a great sound at night Yeah No, but uh, if, you, if you guys know who Theo Vaughn is He's one of the few southern comedians That uh, actually get exposure nowadays But he's from Covington, Louisiana And I'm willing to say Louisiana. I think he's I think he's the funniest motherfucker alive, dude
0: I, Yeah, I would agree He's fucking hilarious And it, it
1: the reason I say that is like, it's what I love about the realm of podcasts, not ours in particular, because we're not on that level. Yeah. Well, it'd be one day, but we're not yet. But like, with the church of what's happening now, or this past weekend, or the Joe Rogan experience, you're getting to see all these people you're used to being funny and doing an act. Yeah. But when you get on these podcasts, man, like, they're real conversations. It's just them, man. Yeah. And it's not an act. And that's really why I say, it's either him or Bill Burr, fucking Bill Burr. You, okay, know. this I is know. what I, this is what I want to happen, Joe. I know you're listening, so uh, I want Joey DS, Bill Burr, and Theo Vaughn all to be sat down in a room with a bunch of joints, and they all it's like a it's like a last man standing type thing. Whoever quits the the goal is to make each of them quit because they're laughing too hard. Whoever's the one that wins is the funniest man alive. Joey's gonna
0: win. Joey just has this ability to make you shit your pants. I don't know. I
1: think Theo would take him. No. Because if you listen to the first time he was on Church of What's Happening Now, when Lee just like turns like three quarters Chinese (laughs) and just starts squeaking. No, like... I don't know, I think Joey would I think Burr would quit first. Yeah. Burr's out first. And not because... I don't even think it's because he's less funny. I just think... I don't know. I feel like he'd just be like, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. And just get up and walk out. Yeah. Or Joey'd make him shit his pants or something. Yeah. But I feel like Joey and Theo would be it'd be like old school versus new that school, would just man. would be a battle. I wouldn't listen to it. I would. I wouldn't. I'd listen to it. I don't want every to shit day. myself.
0: I'd shit myself. I
1: up. don't like shit in my pants. Um,
0: I think Joey has it, though. Mm hmm. Yeah, he just has this uh, crazy ability mm-hmm. to make you laugh your dick off. Mm hmm. Theo does too, but not. He, he does more for me. He hasn't mastered the craft yet.
1: I'm not well. I'm speaking because I just like stage stand up, like acting, like the actual stand up, like I think Theo's, routine. Theo's, Theo's better. better. Yeah. Just talking. Theo says weirder shit, but Joey will grab you with one sentence and take you on a twenty minute ride, takes and runs where yeah. you cry. You laugh, and then you just feel grateful you're alive. Yeah. And that, I mean, like, that's the whole purpose of us doing this podcast is I think we both are just fans of storytelling in general. Yeah. I'd say Joey Diaz is the best storyteller alive. I would, I'd definitely give him that. Like, without a doubt, I show me a better storyteller than Joey Diaz, and I'll worship him. I don't, yeah. That's I'm my good. messiah. He's, and just, like, his life is mm-hmm. so insane. It, it, it's a story of, like, uh triumph, honestly. An immigrant mentality, bro. No, American ingenuity, immigrant mentality is Joey Diaz. Yeah. Like, he is the pinnacle of that saying. Yeah. Now you got me thinking about old now, Coco. Now I just fucking want that to happen. Well, now, like, even when I talk about these guys, I've never met them. You know? I've probably never been more than... I've probably never been less than a thousand miles from Joey Diaz. hmm And... It's the beauty of podcasts, dude. I don't know these. They're like these weird uncles that I know I got, but yeah. I've never met. They don't come around at Christmas no more because I yeah. got in a fight with my dad. But, like, i that, it's the beauty of podcasts, dude. Like, I'm experiencing things through their lens. Well, that's just the beauty of the it, internet. It, it in enriches it, it at its purest form. It's all about, like, community. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is lost on a lot of people. That's yeah. what I try to use the internet for, is like as a tool for one for learning and educating myself yeah as a community and then as just like something that's going to engender mirth in my life yeah something that's going to enrich my life and i get caught in the trap man i'll get on facebook and say i'm going to scroll through my news feed for five minutes and take a shit 30 minutes later my fucking legs are asleep they feel like tv static and i'm reading an article about why this fish in the amazon went extinct 4000 years ago but i could have it for the low low price of 39.99 <laughs> like it's it's a, it's it's a fucking black hole and it's not just facebook you know it's it, I Funny, instagram reddit all of that shit sucks me in but i'm really trying to like, i've thought about getting rid of my smartphone if i didn't have to do stuff for us on social media i would yeah. not have one yeah at all i want a fucking flip phone Couldn't do it. I don't want to live in my phone. Yeah. I want to live.
0: I mean, I don't on the
1: earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I find myself doing it. I mean, like I'll go home from work. I'll work eight hours. I'll get off. Like I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna write from like four thirty to six thirty. I'm gonna have dinner. I'm gonna go hang out with some people or watch a movie with my dad or something like that. And I'll get home and then it just be fucking ticking at me in the back of my head. Look at me look at me or or Mary will send me like a link to an article or you'll you'll send me the same thing or, or Sean will and I'll click on it and then it's 630 and I hadn't even opened my fucking laptop yeah it's a trap man
0: it is it is
1: that's why I was late to the fucking movie today cause I was sitting on the goddamn toilet looking at pictures of dogs I shit you not is exactly what I was doing yeah. 20 mate 20 10 minutes late to a movie because I could not peel my fucking eyes away from that.
0: I don't really have that problem. I do.
1: It's not just it and my phone. It. It's just a distraction problem. Yeah. I have the attention span of like a squirrel that's missing a chromosome. Like if I start playing cornhole, Sean can attest to this, man. I'll, I I'll, I'll play a game of cornhole. Two hours later, I'm like, all right, one more and we'll go inside. I don't know, man. I'm really trying to teach myself proper time management. Yeah, but goddamn, is it hard?
0: <laughs> Got to find the time to do it. I
1: took my shirt off when we started this podcast. Like as the podcast has gone on, I've gotten sweatier I feel like we've been having a pretty intent conversation. Yeah, and like I feel like that my tits are starting to glisten, and like I keep seeing you. I don't know if you're looking at them or like looking at like well, me. your nips
0: are just staring me,
1: staring me down. They want you, man. They have wanted you from the beginning. They saw you today, and I almost had to take my shirt off then because I didn't want to cut the fabric. That's my nicest shirt. Oh. oh, Jesus. All right, you ready to wrap it up?
0: Already? Yeah. We're about 45 M? Goddamn. I want to do a new segment. Uh-oh. So.
1: I was not. Hold on time. I was not told of this beforehand. So let's see where this goes.
0: I thought about this like 15 minutes ago. Cool. So. After we watched Thor Ragnarok
1: mm-hmm.
0: we went and read uh Rotten Tomatoes Reviews. Yeah. I'd like I'd like to do that again and then we just we just judge judge the critics based on what we think.
1: Oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. I see what you're you saying. You read it, you're a better reader than me. So we're gonna read it and tell you what other people are saying and then we'll tell you and what then, we're and saying. And then we'll judge those people. I like it. I don't know if it's completely legal, but we'll go for it.
0: I want to judge them. Alright. That's
1: Hi, right, this is from Emily Yoshida at New York Magazine slash Vulture. She's a top critic. Hotel Artemis, despite a kind of kind of shrug of a plot, has character and characters to spare. And though much of it is an aff- affication, it's too fun. Write it all off as steampunk. Okay, one, she does not know the English language.
0: She, yeah, she's very pretentious, but doesn't get the words right.
1: Um. <laughs> She's missing some you She know. had
0: she had a solid point though. I'll give her mm-hmm. the plot. I'm not disagreeing. No. I'm
1: just judging her on her Yeah.
0: Just just she deserves and to be judged. Her
1: using steampunk and association with association with that movie just tells is me wrong. she does not know what the is fuck wrong. steampunk is. This is why I wanted to do this. We
0: gotta get the fucking word out that <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> no,
1: that if you think this movie's steampunk, you probably think Goodfellas is a Disney movie. Is it not? Fuck. Is it? <laughs> All right. Two more. All right. This is Christy Lemire from What the Flick, top critic. That's a nice little pun there. What I, the flick? I still would have said, What the fuck? It might <laughs> as well be Mark Marin, who's coming up in the world. Mark Marin is.
0: I feel like he's descending. I don't. I feel like.
1: Oh, well, I kind of just became aware of him, so.
0: Three four years ago was really his peak. Well, his he podcast, had an IFC get, show. his show, his podcast was taken. And on. then
1: that Glow show that's on Netflix. He does have that He's apparently doing pretty good. That, yeah. I don't like his podcast. I don't like him as a host. Not it's a nothing against fan. him. It's just I don't. I don't know. I don't like it's the style. comedy
0: comedy's not mine.
1: But uh, this is Christy Lemire. I like the idea of this. I like the look of this. It's kind of superficial, and I don't know if there's a whole lot of depth to whatever allegory this is intended to be. It's just an exercise in style, and that's cool. Completely agree. Yeah, it's just a fun movie. It's completely agree. It's a fun agree. movie
0: to go watch. There's nothing, there's no like deep thing. Christy to
1: Lemire it. from What the Flick, you top critic, you have my approval.
0: Yeah, you do. You can be on the Cattywampus Wampus Critic
1: site. All right, we're going to do one more, one more. This is from Richard Ropair. Could say that as Raper if I wanted to. Do it. Richard Raper. RichardRaper.com. He's a top critic. Positive points for trying to achieve something original and for the quality of the cast. But after that bloody boldness, the anthologies and the life lessons and the moments of closure are all too predictable and familiar. I agree.
0: I mean, I just... I don't think there were a whole lot of life lessons in it to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: I think there was a very
0: strong... I think they, they threw them in there at the end because they had to wrap up the movie, and it's what you do in a film.
1: Yeah. Just film I track. think there's a very strong element of being a criminal is not good. Yeah. I think there's a very strong element of overcoming your personal fears. Yeah, that's. A big I way. think there's a very strong element is when you want to wear fucking sandals, you wear fucking sandals.
0: Fucking sandals. Take me down the river, baby. All right. Well, I just thought that'd be something. Oh, no, I,
1: I like that. And as long you know, as long as we don't get sued by Richard Raper. we'll keep doing it. Ro- <laughs> Rope here, will keep Raper. doing it. If you guys don't like it, you know, maybe go listen to Cinema Sins because <laughs> uh, they're probably giving you more brand what you want but yeah. I'm gonna give it a five out of a five out of ten
0: I like got seven I just had fun watching it well, I, I, I,
1: I'm trying to become harsher in my ratings because yeah. I am terribly inconsistent but I'm, I'm gonna give it a five because it was fun there were some things that held me up there were some things that I thought they did impeccably well yeah uh drew Pierce I'm pri- I'm gonna keep tracking you I want to see what he does next and what he learns from this because this was a box office flop So it was 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 projected to make seven to eight million and it made 1.3. That's sad. No, but I'm going to see what he has coming up. Uh, The cast was impeccable. I
0: I love the cast. That's one of the main reasons I'm giving it a seven Mm -hmm. because it just has people I fucking love.
1: Right. I'm going to give it a five. And for me, from this point on, a five means I liked it, but there's nothing really it's going to make me go back to it. Nothing special. I'm going to try to get a lot harsher with my ratings. I want to start ripping the assholes out of these movies.
0: I just, I do it because I want to.
1: Yeah. All right. Whatever. Fuck it. I'm giving However it. A, I feel that day. I know, no, I know what you really want to give it 53 out of a 10 because Jeff fucking blooms in it. Because he deserves with it. With his sandals and his little stutter. He's kind of cute, though. He's a cute. But, pop. No, I'm going to give it a five. I give it a seven. I
0: just, I just, Charlie Day is one of my favorite. Is Joe people. Pesci. I, I just don't like that.
1: You don't like Charlie Day? I love Charlie Day. If they remake Goodfellas? And I, d- I would like he's, right. gotta play, he's, he's, he's got to play he's got to play it. it. <laughs> okay. Before we go, it. real quick, okay? What was the character's name in the movie? Joe Pesci's character. Um, mm. Tommy? Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. If he's playing Tommy, who's playing Ray Liotta? Who's playing Henry fucking Hill? Who could play that? Hmm. Who's a young up-and-comer? I just want the Always Sunny cast to do it. Oh. I've never watched it. God. I know. Uh, you have Hulu. Go home and fucking watch yeah. it. Yeah. Charlie Day is Tommy.
0: Um,
1: Chris Pratt.
0: Paul Rudd.
1: No. <laughs> God. I couldn't do it. I love Paul Rudd, but I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think you could remake that movie. I think you could you'd have to replace Robert De Niro. Who's going to fucking do that? Joe Pesci.
1: Who's going <laughs> to... <laughs> That's the solution to all, right, all of this. We're out. <laughs>